On this episode of Documental, I'm speaking with Joe Hart, the coach. Joe, thanks for coming on, and I'm excited for this interview. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Appreciate the invite, and uh, always love being able to come on and talk to people and interact, and it's cool. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I figured we could divide this interview in three parts. The first we can do is uh, build a social media following, so people that are interested in doing that, you can give some tips. Number two, uh, some advice on side hustles, and we can close with some mindset tips. So the psychological component to applying the first two. Um, so Joe, how does one build a social media following on a platform like Twitter, let's say? Um, so it could be a couple different things. Um, I learned a lot of things from uh, a book I read called Dominate Twitter from Hotep Jesus or Brian Sharp. I learned a lot of things from that. And so let's take it back about a year ago. I decided to do a detox of my social media. I wanted to change my life in more ways than one. So I was trying to, whatever type of information I was going to intake, I wanted to make sure it was going to be productive and not counterproductive to what I was going to accomplish, even though I had no idea what I wanted to accomplish. So when I was focusing on like trying to build a following, I made sure that I was following like-minded people or people that were trying to do the same thing as me or people that already done it who are successful in business or mindset or fitness. Um, and in a couple of different areas, I didn't limit it to one specific niche, I guess you could say. Um, it was just people that I thought would, if I were to meet in real life, I would probably get along with. And so I, I detoxed my social media. I, I took away everything that wasn't going to be um, helpful to me or helpful for other people. So that starts getting my mind turning on what type of content people are attracted to. Um, and because I've been a coach uh, of competitive cheer for 10 years, um, I wanted to base it a little bit around that because a lot of the things that I, I tell the athletes I coach relate to everyone, not just an athlete. So um, I read this book, Dominate Twitter, and I've got so much useful information from it, but really it, it comes down to just a couple real things. You, you want to figure out like who you are and what you're trying to do on social media. If you're, if you're too general, you aren't going to attract a specific group of people. People have this idea that if they're general, they can grab a larger following when it's actually the exact opposite. Too general means you don't have enough time to be specific enough to what people want. Um, a second thing is honestly just being true to yourself and like, if you're going to promote a message, make sure that like you're fully behind that message and not just saying it for the engagement or saying it for the, the platitudes or whatever it may be. Um, you know, I, I base my social media postings on mindset, money, side hustles. Um, and general positivity. Um, I don't go into politics. Every once in a while, you may see something on there from me because I think it's funny, but I, I don't stray into politics. It's not my thing. I never got much enjoyment out of politics. There's plenty of other people who do. So like I knew that was going to be out for me. So I thought to myself, well, at this time, I'm trying to pay off this debt. I'm dead broke. 
this would be a perfect way of kind of show my journey as I go along of how I paid off my debt, how I ended up earning more money in a month than I ever have, you know, um, little things like that. So if I could show people the journey as I'm going along and then recap every once in a while for the people who are new to following me, that could be something that a lot of people could relate to because we live in a, a time in a society where financial literacy is at an all time low financial debts at an all time high. And so is unhappiness. So if I could combine um, a, a coach's mindset in, in promoting positivity as well as like, Hey, we need to hustle and take some action and like just get to it at the same time. I felt like it could have been a winning combination. And so uh, last June, I think I had like 400 followers, I think, or 450, something like that. And um, I chose to grow the organic way, meaning I didn't want to buy followers. I didn't want fake bots to retweet my stuff. I just wanted to grow organically. I wanted real people interacting with me so I could interact with them and we could bounce ideas and network off each other. And so that's what I did. Um, probably got serious about it in August and, you know, just taking little tips from that dominate Twitter book and engaging with larger accounts who I followed, engaging with other people who were following them, putting out my own message, um, and being consistent, you know, Growing organically does take some time. Some people grow way faster than others. I'm not the fastest growing account there's ever been. Um, you got people like Zuby, who's grown exponentially over the past couple months. Um, you got your your Ed Lattimore, your AJ Cortez, your Hotep Jesus, and they all have their specific niches and they grow um, at an extremely fast rate. But I wasn't trying to compare myself to them. I was just trying to compare myself to who I was today, the day before, and last month, and last year. Um, and, and really, it's just being true to yourself, engaging with people, um, creating content that, one, people want to listen to based on what you're trying to promote, and two, um, sometimes it's just putting out some type of information that's going to strike up a conversation, because the more engagement you get on a tweet, the more people who are going to see it and say, Hey, well, what's this about? And then they click on your profile and they're like, okay, well, this guy does this, this, and this. And they start going through your timeline and they, um, you know, if they like the content, they hit the follow button. Um, if they don't, they don't. Um, there's, there's a lot of different aspects that kind of go to it. Like I think, um, uh, I actually, anybody that follows me, I actually go on their profile. I tried to at least, um, and just take a quick glance, see if it's something I'm interested in. I think a common mistake a lot of people make is their their profile is boring. They may have a picture of them. Uh, they could be drunk. They could be like, it could just be an anonymous account, which some anonymous accounts are cool. Um, a lot of them uh, don't really portray like a positive message. Um, but then you kind of look at their bio and it's just got some basic stuff on it. Nothing really too specific. And then they got the plain um, blue Twitter background that so many people have. And so I think if you, if you put something that your pictures, then people feel like they've gotten to know you without actually even know, knowing you. Like my, uh, my banner 
is a picture from Banff National Park when I went last year, and it's got average of the enemy in the corner. That's the thing that I say on a constant basis. I say it every day. Um, it's just something that I live by, and um, I promote it every single day. So I, that's the one mistake, big mistake I see people make initially is their profile's boring. If you, It's kind of like can't judge a book by its cover, but then again, you, you kind of do. You know, if, if you see a preview for a movie and the preview kind of sucks, you're probably not going to go spend the 20, 30, 40 bucks on a date with your, you know, your significant other if, if it looks bad. So same idea with your profile. Um, and through like doing these things and the second big thing is you got to know your audience. And I think people fail to realize that they'll just retweet stuff. They won't actually post their own thoughts out there um, or they won't interact with other. They'll just retweet, retweet, retweet. And so you never see any of their content. So I've gone on people's profiles where I will scroll through really quick 50 tweets, but they're all retweets of everyone else's stuff, which is fine. The retweet stuff, if you like it and you think it's great, but if you're not putting your own content out there, no one's going to really have anything to engage with you over if that makes sense absolutely you mentioned something interesting um, where you have your real life capabilities that could be transferable to the online world on social media in your case you were a coach for many years and now you are the coach online so it seems like if somebody's interested in developing a certain persona online they have to ask themselves what are they already good at what is the demand? Know your audience as well. So right. um, that's putting together your response neatly. So this is really helpful for listeners. I think we can shift the discussion to side hustles, which is also your thing. Can you give us an idea of what are the options out there that you would recommend? Um, and just give us some more details there. Um, so there's such a wide range of things you can do on the side. Um, I think the easiest thing first, and this kind of goes back to knowing yourself and what you're trying to promote is what are you good at? Um, for me, I was flipping stuff to help pay off my debt. So I knew immediately I was like, this could be my side hustle or one of them. So that's what I've continued to promote is, is arbitrage or flipping stuff. And um, as far as this side, I'm one of, a, I know a couple of guys that do it as well. Um, but I thought, you know, I ran a poll to get to know my audience before I even created this course, I said, Hey, if I create who would be interested. And I ran a poll and it was like 80% of people said yes. And I was like, I'm doing it. So I created the course. I put it out there. Um, it's done extremely well. Um, I think it provides great value. I'm continuing to add, add to it, but that was easy for me because I knew I was already had a kind of niche for it. I was kind of good at it. I knew what I was looking for, made some mistakes along the way, but who doesn't make mistakes? So that's always one option, but really it's really finding out what you're, what sometimes what you're good at, what you do for like a hobby can be your side hustle. Like, um, I, I coach it's, I offer private lessons for coaching for tumbling and stunning and stretching and all that sort of stuff. So that's like a separate side hustle that pays well. It's short periods of time where I get paid a dollar, a dollar fifty a minute, <laughs> and I can't complain about that. So um, 
But honestly, sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be something you are good at. It could be a skill that you acquire and learn. Like right now I'm in the process of going through a copywriting course and I'm learning how to do that because I'd like to, um, you know, do, I've seen the potential and copywriting is important for not just trying to build clientele for yourself, but it could be great for how you portray your thoughts on social media, which helps grow your following. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, there's so um, many uses for copywriting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally everywhere. And once you start getting into it, you realize like you can watch an ad or a commercial on TV and you're like, it's right there. Or you're driving down the interstate and you see a, a billboard and you're like, nah, that's not even good copywriting. <laughs> <laughs> or, right, right. you know, um, so you're I'm getting super sensitive to that stuff. You start to notice it everywhere. Right, exactly. So you could either find something that you're good at and figure out how to monetize it. Like I actually had someone ask me the other day, um, how do I find a side hustle? And I looked on their profile and they were into fitness. They were like a, a figure competitor. I'm not sure if they were a personal trainer or not. And I was like, why don't you create some type of dietary plans or, or fitness plans, blah, blah, blah. And, and, promote them on social media and the response was it's oversaturated and it's the biggest lie that anyone tells himself because they've already given up before they even started if you only follow a handful of fitness people sure it may seem saturated but we're such a small percentage of twitter like a tiny percentage and more people are starting to get into this side of twitter i mean it's grown a lot since last year and it's not oversaturated. You just don't actually really want it. And actually I did a uh, Periscope on side hustles and someone kind of asked me, well, what should I do? And I literally went on to Google. I said, hold on. We're about to go through this. I typed in side hustles, 2019, <laughs> 176 different ways. And there's more, but we're talking social media marketing. You can do mobile car washing. You can mow someone's grass. You can, open a Shopify store, you can copyright, you can run Facebook ads for people. I mean, there's literally hundreds of ways you can do it. It's just the key is you got to pick one and you got to go all in. I think people will bounce around from idea to idea without putting in their full effort for long enough. And that's why they don't ever really see any results. They just bounce. We get distracted too easy. We say, do that they do it for a month they don't book a client and then they say oh this person's drop shipping they're making a hundred thousand dollars a month i'm going to go to that the problem is people see the results on twitter they don't necessarily see the whole process and it's the same with all social media and that's why i think people people lack the ability to stay focused on what the task at hand and stay consistent with it because they constantly get distracted by the results of this business or this side hustle and they can't just stick to one thing. Right. I think a lot of people are outcome focused and not so much centered on the process and understanding that they need to build whatever it is over time and be really committed to that. So two things in that respect that I think listeners would appreciate is more practical. Number one, if someone were to do arbitrage, um, what sources would they use? Are they going on Amazon, eBay? And number two, um, 
if someone were to build a social media following, how many followers would they need to in order to monetize? I think those are pretty practical questions that people would want to know more about. Right. So arbitrage, flipping stuff. I haven't ventured into the Amazon side. I know a couple people who have. Um, I'm mostly flipping on the sites that are free because I'm like, I'm all about maximizing profit. So I flip stuff on eBay. I flip stuff on Facebook Marketplace, on Craigslist. Um, I find stuff mostly on from garage sales, consignment shops, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. Sometimes you're finding stuff for free. Like people just need to get rid of stuff. And if you look at it and you have, you're like, wow, I could, I could make 20 bucks. I can make $50 on that. Maybe it just needs a coat of paint. Whatever it is, like, um, that's what I use. I use, I'm, I'm a big fan of eBay. Um, their fees are sometimes a little high, but um, you have a broader range of people who are looking at your stuff because you can ship to the US or worldwide. So that, that maximizes your exposure if someone's looking for that specific type of item. Um, but like I said, I, I've sold stuff on Facebook Marketplace, on Craigslist and things like that. And honestly, uh, I have a couple students. One is uh, he bought the course, but he decided to go into just furniture. And I believe the other day he bought a bar stool or a bar table for like $30. Um, spent $30 on new paint for it. So he's got 60 into it and then sold it for 280 or something. So he made like $220 profit for two hours worth of work, I guess you could say. So, um, and there, there's a ton of other people. It's just the opportunities are there. Um, when people say that they don't, um, they don't have a specific skill or they don't know how to monetize. I don't know if it's that they don't actually know how to monetize. It's more of, do they actually just want to put in the time? Because arbitrage is one of the easiest side hustles that I know of. It doesn't, it, you could start today and start making money. Um, and that's, that's what I tell people. Um, and as far as kind of jumping into how many followers you should have to monetizing Twitter, I don't really know if there's a specific number. Obviously, the larger following you have, um, the more potential people, the more potential you have of selling a, a ebook or a course or some type of service to people. Um, but I believe I was at, I did some affiliate marketing. Um, before I had a thousand followers and I was started making money on Twitter, but I also know people who have 500 followers or, you know, a thousand, I've made a thousand bucks pretty easy. Um, I don't want to say there's a specific number, but obviously as your Twitter grows, I don't think anyone who's got a following over 10,000 is not monetizing it. It's a complete waste of time. Not that we're on Twitter to, to solely make money, but we're here to provide value to interact with people. But at the same time, you know, for that time and interaction, if you can create a source of income from it for people who actually want to pay for the information you're providing, why not? People are paying fifty, a hundred thousand dollars for a college education that in most cases isn't really getting them anywhere, or they could pay, I don't know, four hundred dollars for a course that could, if they put in the effort, make them five or ten thousand dollars a month. Some things are just greater ROI. I think people are scared of change. 
we've been told for years and years that college is the way, college is the way. And I went to college. I did four years. I got my degree in exercise science. I personal trained for a couple of years after. And um, I talked to my dad after it and he goes, you know, thinking about it now, you probably would have been better off just going to travel for a little while. <laughs> Traveling around, you probably would have learned more. And I thought, and I, and I thought about it for a while and I was like, yeah. you know, I did learn some stuff in college, but um, he was right. Um, you know, when you can engage in different cultures and understand how people think in different countries, because I've, I've traveled some and, um, when you can understand human behavior, that's, that's the key. That's knowing your audience. When you understand what people like, what people, how people react, what they find disrespectful or what they, what they enjoy, um, literally you can accomplish anything and it's not that you're trying to scam them out of something it's you know what they're looking for so you provide that value they're looking for and you end up making some sort sort of income off of it it's what everything is people say oh you're why don't you give your course away for free i'm like you can find all the information online every single course out there on twitter you can find, or on real estate or whatever, you can find all that information for free. Uh, I'm no different than anyone else. I've just taken the time out and combined it into a shorter period of time for you. Um, and people are more intended on taking action on something they paid for rather than something they found for free. I'm not making my sole income on the course and I'm really just trying to provide value because I want people to know that like you can change your life. I'm not here for solely the, the money side of Twitter. I'm here to provide positivity and to show people that like changes can be made. You just got to want them bad enough. So, you know, you get those people that will comment and say, you know, you don't provide it for free or I can find this for free. And I'm like, you know, you're right you absolutely can find it free. You can find just about everything else on the side of Twitter for free, but people pay because they're more inclined to, to use it. And I want people to use it. I don't ever want someone to purchase the art of flipping and not use it because to me, like the money's cool and stuff, but like I want people to actually use it and to better themselves financially, whether it's paying their, their cable bill every month or expanding to where they don't have to work anymore. Like that's what I want. I don't, I don't care about the course price and what that goes into my pocket. Sure. It's cool, but I want people to use it. And I think 90% of people on this side of Twitter feel the same way. The, the price, you know, the money coming into their account is cool, but they'd rather see people succeed from the information they provide. Cause that's really the fulfilling, the fulfillment as a coach. My, my goal is to, train these these athletes to be the best athlete they can be but also be the best version of themselves and to be a, an upstanding citizen one day you know i'm not do i like to win absolutely i hate to lose they hate to lose but losing's part of life failing's part of life but if i can go in every night and make some sort of tiny small impact on just one of them that's a win for me because I know down the road that they'll hopefully pay it forward and do it for someone else. Well said. 
Let's shift the conversation from the side hustles topic to mindset. So actually taking action, getting yourself to, to move on all this advice. What would you say to the individual interested in all this? Honestly, I mean, you pretty much like it, it said hundreds of times, it's just consistent action. If you want it, you need to go do it. If you, if you say you want it and your actions speak otherwise, then you really didn't want it. People want the, the nice car, the, the fancy house, the lavish vacations, or maybe they want to be out of debt or they want $1,000 passive income a month, whatever their goals are. Um, or maybe they want to lose weight or maybe they want to be more spiritual. Maybe they want to get better health. Just go do it. There's, you, you just need to start. Stop thinking about the perfect time. There is no perfect time. The perfect time was yesterday. The second best time is now. I think that's an ancient proverb. That's So honestly, for me, one day I was tired of the way that I looked. As far as weight-wise, I was tired of my finances. And I looked myself in the mirror and I, I literally said, Joe, you're supposed to be more than this. And from that day forward, I've been taking action almost every single day. I can't say I'm the most consistent person in the world, but I've been pretty consistent. You know, in a year I dropped 20 pounds. I'm much happier. I'm loving what I'm doing. I, I wake up excited every day. And I just want people to know that if you take the action, be consistent. It's not supposed to be easy at first. But if you do it for a couple months, you're going to be happy with the results or what you're seeing. Are you going to fail along the way? Absolutely. You're supposed to fail. Without failure, there would be no success. Without pain, there would be no happiness. You know, that's, that's my mentality. And so, like, just start. Make some mistakes along the way. If you don't know the answer and how to fix them, ask someone. Most of the people on, this, on Twitter or social media, your family or friends are probably who have gone through it are willing to give you their advice. I always answer their um, messages all the time. Um, and it's just honestly getting started. Just not taking no for an answer. Like if, if something doesn't work out exactly how you planned, good. It's not supposed to, you know, that's how you get better. Nothing. It's not a complicated answer. Um, it's just a. It's just a thing that people don't want to sacrifice. They may have to sacrifice an hour of their day to get better at something, but people are selfish. But they're selfish for the wrong reasons. They can't put off the the temporary happiness of whatever it is. And they can't sacrifice that temporary happiness for the better life down the road. Um, I just don't want to end up the end of my life wishing or thinking I want, I wonder like, what if I had done that? I rather have gone out and said, well, I tried it. Didn't quite work out, but at least I tried it. I don't want what ifs at the end of my life. I want, I did. And I, I, you know, I failed, I succeeded and I helped other people along the way. That's, that's my life goal. So Joe, uh, to close this interview, uh, where can listeners find you online? Um, so Twitter is pretty much my main um, social media outlet. Um, that's Coach Joe Hart. 
Um, I do some Periscopes on there on occasion. I believe it's Coach Joe Hart on Periscope as well. It'll also pop up on Twitter. Um, not big into Facebook. Uh, Instagram, I'm not on long or very much. So Twitter's my main source. Awesome. Listen, man, this has been awesome. I've learned a lot and uh, I'm really glad we connected. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, we'll talk soon. All right.